Hey all, my name is Brian Baird. Welcome to my program called Truth is Truth. The program is a faith-based podcast. I will be discussing biblical truth, biblical faith, biblical faith in politics, and many of my life experiences relating to both, and hopefully experiences of others who are willing to be involved. This will be an evolving life application program that people will be able to apply to their lives every day as it pertains to them. Please join me as we learn the truth together. Thank you, and God bless. Hey y'all, Brian Baird here, Truth is Truth podcast host, and in the uh, studio again uh, from yesterday and recording my Christmas special and moving on to the next one that I promised you uh, we'd have out. And with me this morning, as uh, always, is uh, uh, Pastor Brett Baird, my brother, uh, not only in Christ, but in uh, earthly life, uh, and my pastor uh, from Morningstar uh, Church here in Trafalgar. So I've asked him to come in. Good morning, sir. Good morning, sir. Uh, and we're both a little lazy this morning. I yep. see Pastor's got his water bottle with him. I've still got my coffee going. I haven't even really drank on it, so I'm going to be drinking some coffee as we go through this. And I've had half a cup. Yeah, I'm kind of. <laughs> I'm going to be kind of lazy this morning, but um, we got a real important topic that I I know um, I brought to to the podcast uh, yesterday when I was recording for the Christmas special. And I want to bring that together again as, as my Christmas special, of course, was on the birth of Christ and, and what that means, starting with the birth of John the Baptist and the Holy Ghost that entered him in the womb, uh, which goes even further to talk about life at conception and life even before the womb, if you look at when God looks at our life. But I made that perfectly clear yesterday because we need to know who Christ is. We need to know who God is to truly understand Luke uh, chapter 21. And Luke starts out in uh, chapter 21, and I'm going to let Pastor take it as, as I introduce this, but Luke uh, 21 starts out, and, and we're talking about the, the Israelites, we're talking about the Jews, and we're talking past. And then uh, from that, and from uh, the lessons that we learned from that past, we move into uh, what I call the Gentile or present times. Um, uh, that we're looking at today, and and you'll really, I think, be able to bring together all the things that are going on today in today's world as we bring Luke 21 uh, at the end of the chapter into that. So uh, without saying a whole lot more, I'm, I'm uh, hoping a lot of you are listening. If you're here, thank you for listening. Uh, if not, tell your friends. Um, get them out here. Get them listening to this. This is important. We need this news, especially in these times that we're in right now. So with that said, Pastor... Let's go for it. All righty. Uh, and I'm going to pick up actually in verse number five, and uh, that's actually where this chapter should break. And keep in mind the chapter breaks in the Bible are not inspired. Uh, they came around the 1300s once and then the 1400s again. But anyway, and Luke 21 is, is difficult uh, for a lot of people. Uh, and the reason is context. Um, as Brother Brian knows, I'm a real stickler for context because God is always in context. It, it's we uh, humans that get things out of context. But he's walking with his disciples in the, uh, at the temple. And as Brother Brian mentioned, you know, uh, concerning the Jews. Now understand that Jerusalem uh, at that time especially was the center of the Jews' world. 
everything revolved around Jerusalem and, and the temple at Jerusalem. And they were uh, walking around, if you look at Matthew chapter 24, which is the same way, by the way, you have to have context, but they were going around the temple and the disciples and, and those there were looking at how glorious and wonderful the temple was and probably feeling very secure in that. And in verse number five here in Luke 21, it says, And as some spake of the temple, how it was adorned with goodly stones and gifts, he said, this is the Lord, of course, As for these things which ye behold, the days will come in the which there shall not be left one stone upon another that shall not be thrown down. And that had to, uh, that had to astonish uh, the disciples. Keep in mind again that Jerusalem and the temple was everything to the Jews. If you read the book of Jeremiah, uh, it, it's all about the temple to them and about Jerusalem. And so he says to them, he says, As for these things which ye behold, the days will come in which there shall not be left one stone upon another that shall not be thrown down. And they asked him, saying, Master, but when shall these things be, and what sign will there be when these things shall come to pass? And in verse 8 he says, Take heed that ye be not deceived, for many shall come in my name, saying, I am Christ, and the time draweth near, go ye not uh, therefore after them. But when ye shall hear of wars and commotions, be not terrified, for these things must first come to pass, but the end is not by and by. You see, they attached the, the fall of the temple to the end of time. And, uh, and he says, no, you're going to see these wars, you're going to see this all come about, but understand, it's not the end. Sorry, and at that time, too, we, got, we have to remember, there were false prophets that were prophesying and saying things that weren't true and correct, and these were affecting the Jews and their faith and their beliefs in what was happening. So the false prophets would grab onto these things, and, and they would make them um, seem like they're, they're uh, of godly terms when they were really not. Right. So we have to be careful with, with how we look, we're looking at this and understand the history back at this time. Well, if, and if you remember when Christ was with the, uh, the Pharisees and all of that, and Gamaliel, you know, they said they wanted to kill him, wanted to kill him, and, and all that. And Gamaliel said, now, wait a minute. There's been all these false Christ come along and so on, even in that day. And he said, what we find out is eventually they, you know, they go away. But uh, so, yeah, there's, there were false Christ at that time because they were, again, looking for the coming of, of Messiah to set up an earthly kingdom. And we have to remember the Antichrist has always been present. Yes. And we don't want to, when we say Antichrist today, we seem to be talking about some person and some one singular person. Uh, that is against Christ or is against God, but we have all kinds of antichrists. Yeah. Uh, there will be one that rears his head and comes to the top uh, of the uh, cream of the crop, I guess you might call it, I don't know, or the soured milk that, or soured cream that comes to the top, uh, but we'll have that. But antichrist is present at this time as well as it is present today. John himself said in First John, there are many antichrists. Yes. Um, 
And Sorry so, about that, Pastor. Well, that's, no, that's good stuff. Rabbit trails are great. <laughs> but, I, I like them. <laughs> I do too. But then he, we pick back up in verse number 10. Then he said unto them, Nation shall rise against nation, and kingdom against kingdom, and great earthquakes shall be in diverse places, and famines and pestilences and fearful sights and great signs shall there be from heaven. And we have a lot of people in our day say, oh, look, these earthquakes that are going on, so on and so forth, uh, the end's coming, it's here, you know. No, no, it's been going on for a long time now. Uh, we do have a few more of these storms and things, the hurricanes, and uh, right. and I, I'm turning my mic off and on. Pastors, what you're okay. hearing, I don't. I, you're reverberating through mine when you're talking, so I want to make sure I don't affect the recording. So I'm turning it off and on, just so you know. Um, and then he, you know, he talks about these famine and pestilences and fearful sights and great signs shall there be from heaven. And it seems like we've always got, every year we've got an asteroid bearing down on us that's going to wipe the earth out. But anyway. <laughs> well, and, uh, you know, December 21st, we do have the uh, Christmas star yes. uh, that's going to appear, which uh, I think th- I think it's cool that we look at it that way just because of the Christmas star and the way it's going to appear and the way right. the Christmas star has been shown to appear, um, you know, throughout history. But uh, just, it's kind of neat that, December 21st, right before we celebrate the birth of Christ, we're going to see the the Christmas star as the earthly uh, way is. Yeah, exactly. And, uh, of course, we know that, well, anyway, we won't go there. But anyway, but verse 12 says, But before all these things they shall lay their hands on you and persecute you, delivering you up to the synagogues and into prisons, being brought before kings and rulers for my name's sake. And it shall turn to you for a testimony. I love that. Um, What we're going through now should turn to us for a testimony of God's grace and mercy and power. In verse 14 it says, Settle it therefore in your hearts, not to meditate before what ye shall answer. For I will give you a mouth and wisdom which all your adversaries shall not be able to gainsay nor resist. And you shall be betrayed both by parents and brethren and kinsfolk and friends, and some of you shall they cause to be put to death. And ye shall be hated of all men for my name's sake. But notice verse 18, 18 after he had said that some of them would be put to death. But he says in verse 18, but there shall not an hair of your head perish, uh, be destroyed. Eternal life. Eternal life. Yeah. <laughs> And he says in verse 19, in your patience, patience possess ye your souls. Now he's going to talk about the actual point at which Jerusalem will fall. And we know <clears throat> historically and so on that, uh, that that happened in 70 AD when Titus uh, destroyed Jerusalem. And then, of course, you know, that's when the Jews fled to Masada for the last stand and so on and so forth. And you'll see that in here as he describes the fall of Jerusalem. And, and just in, in a point, I, I got to, uh, to uh, was blessed enough to be able to go to Israel, and I got to see Masada and, and the hill and, and all uh, the buildings and the things that, that uh, we think today we have all this intelligence and we mm. can create and make and build this technology and things. and just to see the, the, their water system and how they had their, their spas and their hot tubs and, and to see all that um, 
in Israel, it was just a true blessing to be able to understand that we are not as smart as we think we are. No, we're not. Um, it's our, that's a side, another rabbit trail side yes. note. But, um, Israel, if you get a chance, it's beautiful. Oh, uh, yeah. Go if you can. And so now he's going to talk about the actual fall. And he says, and when you shall see Jerusalem compassed uh, with armies, then know that the desolation thereof is, is nigh. Now, to you Bible students, you notice he does not say the abomination of desolation spoken of by Daniel. Um, we had a type of that in Antiochus Epiphanes long before this. Um, He's talking about the desolation of Jerusalem. And remember who he's speaking to. He's speaking to the Jews where they are. And uh, still, it would amaze them to even think that Jerusalem was going to be desolate. It was surrounded. It yep. was surrounded and it failed. Yep. And then verse 21, he says, Then let them which are in Judea flee to the mountains, and let them which are in the midst of it depart out. And let not them that are in the countries enter therein too. For these be the days of vengeance, that all things which are written may be fulfilled concerning Jerusalem. But woe unto them that are with child, and to them that give suck in those days. For there shall be great distress in the land, and wrath upon this people. And they shall fall by the edge of the sword, and shall be led away captive into all nations. That was the dispersion uh, after the fall of Jerusalem. And uh, it says, And Jerusalem shall be trodden down of the Gentiles until the times of the Gentiles be fulfilled. That is the indicator that he's now going to be talking about the times of the Gentiles, the time we are in now. Right. The time of the Gentiles has started and is continuing today in that time. So don't... Uh, the times of the Gentiles are not fulfilled. They're not done. They're not done yet. So we need to understand that. And it, it's very clear here that it, 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 until the times of the Gentiles be fulfilled, not are fulfilled. So we're looking at future. This is still going on or, or here. We're there. They're looking into the future, and that is in our present and still continuing at this time. Correct. And this, this section here, as he talks about the, uh, the times of the Gentiles, and leading up, of course, to the culmination of the times of the Gentiles, uh, this is especially important for us, and especially with what we're seeing in not just this country, folks. You, you know, we can be so America-centric, which I'm not saying that's bad. No, <laughs> you know, we need to be America first. Yeah, we're, we're America first, but we also understand that God is working in world history. Um, we have come to the point in this world that anyone would have to agree. There's been times in the past uh, of things occurring and happening that made people think that the end was near, you know. Um, but never in the history of mankind, and I have studied the history of mankind most of my life, um, never in the history of mankind has there been a worldwide movement like we're seeing now uh, toward a one-world system toward a one-world economy and a one-world religion. Uh, we have never seen this. Uh, we are seeing a lot of things happen uh, that are unique. And, and understand, and when uh, Pastor said a one-world religion, that is not necessarily 
a good religion. No. Uh, and we don't want to make religion in itself is usually uh, in, inherent to uh, be produced by man, uh, not by God. So we, we need to understand that's why we have all these different religions. There is only one faith and there is only one God and there is only one true living God uh, and one Christ and one Holy Spirit, all in one from God and our God. So we need to understand all these other religions that are out there. I, I don't care what you call yourself. Uh, our faith in God and who he is has to be in place for it to be truly worshiping God, the one and only true living God. So be careful when we say this one world religion. This one world religion is not going to be, uh, I'll guarantee you, it's not going to be what I believe. No, uh, it will not. We'll, we'll We'll see where it go. I can't answer that question. That's future. Uh, at this point in time, God knows what that is. I don't, but uh, I know in my heart, I've seen too many of these uh, man-made religions that's, that we're going to probably be dealing with. And, that's, that's why we're in the mess we're in in yeah. Christianity, so-called. And I'm not attacking anyone's beliefs because no. in this country, you have the right to have uh, the belief that you, you desire to have, and that is between you and God. That has nothing to do with me, so... I don't want anybody to think I'm judging. I'm not. I'm just telling you I know what true faith is, and I know who that true faith comes from and where it goes back to. So, Amen. And so he begins here to talk about um, this time that we have been in since the, the times of the Gentiles began. And... This is so apropos for where we are right now in this world, where we are in the society in which we're living. Um, it is so apropos. And this, this is not a message of despair. This is a message of blessed hope. And he says in verse 25, And there shall be signs in the sun and in the moon, and in the stars and upon the earth, the stress of nations with perplexity, the sea and the waves roaring. Well, that actually <laughs> is just what he was telling the, the Jews about uh, that time that preceded the, the fall of Jerusalem. And there's wars and there's uh, distress of nations and, and, and so on. The sea and the waves roaring. And the earth is the same. We need to understand that the time has changed on this earth and this earth has degraded and it uh, and it's supposed to, and that's the way it's supposed to be. Uh, listen, when God created this earth, uh, he didn't make a mistake. He knew what was going to go on on this earth. He sees from uh, a time past to time eternity. Uh, God sees all things. God knows what this earth is doing, and he knows it was created to take what we're, we're abusing it with today. And, and, and I don't disagree. We're probably abusing God's earth. Uh, but we've been abusing it ever, we, ever since we've been here. So it's nothing new. Understand the earth isn't changing uh, in the storms and the, uh, the hurricanes and the things that we have are maybe getting worse because the earth is degrading to a point and we're degenerating on the earth uh, because we are going into uh, times of when that is supposed to happen. Yeah. Uh, so we're going to see uh, storms. We're going to see more probably hurricanes and things like that just because of natural degradation. So is it a sign? Yes, it is. And I'm not going to say it's not because God says it is. Yeah. Uh, but it's it's not a sign that uh, scares me or invokes me to have fear. No. In fact, it, it tells me that God's plan 
is moving forward just like it's supposed to. Yeah. Uh, and we're to look forward to that end. So I, I, I like what I, I heard one preacher say. He said, do you really think that Christ is up there pacing in the floor of heaven (laughs) and wringing his hands about what's going on right now? No, he's sitting on the right-hand side of God. He's on the throne, (laughs) period. Yeah. Um, And so, and and what Brother Brian was just talking about, about the fear, look at verse number 26. Mm -hmm. Men's hearts failing them for fear and for looking after those things. That, That phrase, looking after those things, uh, means anticipating, and it can mean anticipating good or bad. Uh, but in this case, men's hearts are failing them for fear and for looking after those things which are coming on the earth. They are, uh, to them, the things that are coming on the earth um, to the heart of man is frightening. I mean, it's terrifying. Uh, and as we see, I mean, you know, we, we, we've, we've seen these, uh, uh, and I'm not going to get, you know, societal or political here at all, but, um, I'll do that. Yeah. 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 That's, that's, that's his job. And he's very good at it by the way, <laughs> but, um, you know, we see this talk of the, uh, of the pro and con of, of this vaccine, uh, that was rushed through again. I'm not going to go there with anything else, but and we see this idea that uh, they're they're wanting to force chipping and all of that. Is that the mark of the beast? No, but I do believe with all my heart that that is a precursor to preparing mankind for everything we're seeing today is precursor for preparing man for the Antichrist. Absolutely, it's a very important precursor. Right. Um, and he says, those things which are coming on the earth for the powers of heaven shall be shaken. And then it says, and then shall they see the son of man coming in a cloud with power and great glory. Now that is the end, but don't think the statement he says next comes after the end. It's not in chronological chronological order. No. Luke is very, very emphatic. Luke is very, very fact-based. He's very exact. But he is, Luke, the book of Luke is not necessarily in chronological order, as well as many of the books are not. Right. Uh, Right. Luke is going back and forth here is is what he's given us through Jesus. And, And his talking about the Lord here speaking about his return to earth, um, and then he says in verse 28, and when these things begin to come to pass, uh, the word begin there is a form of the word arche, which means the beginning, the start. And beloved, I believe with all my heart, that's what we are seeing right now is the beginning of these things coming to pass, the precursors, if you will. Um, and quite honestly, um, many Christians, when they, when they see these things that are coming to pass, their reaction is the same, uh, as the natural man. They see fear. Mm -hmm. They, you know, they, oh my, what's going to happen? What's going to happen with me? What's going to happen with, and we all are concerned with our children and our grandchildren. Me, my wife, you, 
I'm concerned with my for my pets. Yeah, you know we love our pets. We don't want we don't want them to have to go through anything. And that's God's creation, um, and, and God gave me those as a blessing, and and I believe that, and and we take care of our dogs like they are that blessing. Yep, and uh, and I worry about them. I do too, and and I have a little miniature donkey that I'm worried <laughs> yeah. about too. But anyway, and chickens. But anyhow, fortunately, our dogs are old enough; they may not be around for a few yeah. years. So. Yeah. Uh, but the reaction that those of us who belong to Christ and we know we have put our faith and our trust in Christ and in him alone, not worrying about what's going on here, what's going on there, here is the reaction that we should have. And when these things begin to come up, come to pass, then look up. That word literally means to stand up and lift up your soul. Isn't that that's amazing. beautiful? Yeah. He said, Don't don't look down, don't let your soul fall, don't don't let it be overcome by fear and and and, and worry and all that. He says, lift up your soul, because you know what? He says, lift up uh, look up and lift up your heads for your redemption draweth nigh. Amen. <laughs> oh my gosh. You, you know, if that doesn't excite you as a Christian, you, you really ought to, you really ought to get on your knees and pray where your heart is yep. because I don't know about anybody else. And yeah, I have those worries and those struggles about family, about children, about grandchildren, uh, as we all do. And, and, and my struggle is, is that I hope that their hearts are where I, I think their hearts are. And in, I watch them, and I watch them growing, and I know in, in my heart that they are. But you know, God is still the one that judges that heart and, and, and where it is. Uh, but I see fruits in them, but I still worry about them. But, you know, and, and, and people on this podcast that are listening right now that have listened to this before, you know, at the end of every podcast, I say it be of good cheer because the Lord's coming soon. That is, to me, a positive. That is uplifting. I am excited. Mm-hmm. Um, now, does that mean that I quit fighting and I quit doing my job that I've been elected to do? Absolutely not. Uh, I'm going to continue to tell the truth, and I'm going to continue to fight evil in, in all ways. Um, and, you know, uh, as this thing, the virus and this uh, vaccine and things come, you'll hear me be more vocal. Uh, I have been, and, of course, if you read reading newspapers and listen to what's going on. I'm being attacked pretty well, yeah. uh, for telling the truth. Um, uh, and I'm going to have a podcast on that right after the first of the year. And I'm going to talk about, uh, the situation politically that we're in. Uh, and, and I'm not talking Democrat, Republican, Libertarian, independent. I'm talking about, uh, conservative Christian belief and what I see is happening in our politics right now and, and why we're where we're at with the vaccine, why we're where we're at with the, the virus and why we've taken it to the level we have. Um, and I want to, I'll talk about that. That'll be my first podcast right after the, the first of the year. And God put that on my heart here a few weeks ago. But what we need to understand is as Christians, when we come to what we call the end times, when we see that movement toward the end, those end times, we should be celebrating in our hearts. We are, when you get saved, and I've said this before, and I want to repeat it, when you get saved, eternity in heaven starts for you at that moment. I've been living in eternity with Christ since I was 16 years old, Um, and I look at every day that way, and I understand that. So 
don't be in fear. Don't be nervous. Yes, should your heart uh, have feelings? Should your heart be yeah. concerned about things? Absolutely. God gave us that heart. Yeah. Uh, and that's why I'm still fighting the fight, and I'm going to continue to fight the fight. Uh, even though I think the end times are close, I think the return of our Lord is close, and mm-hmm. uh, and and I. But I felt that way for the, the last few years uh, as I've watched things progress as they have. So I'm ready, yeah. uh, and I'm happy. Um, but fight, fight, people! Don't yeah. give up. And and that's the thing. As we see these things coming to pass, beginning to come to pass. Um, uh, I heard a quote the other day, and I'm sorry, I, I don't know who it was. It wasn't me. I know that. <laughs> but this gentleman said, you know, we're, we're worried about America and where we're going, you know, as a country and as a nation politically and so on. And, of course, we are concerned about that. But he said, especially in these times, he said, we need to stop trying to Christianize America and we need to evangelize America. We need to give them the truth, the news. And uh, and especially as we see these things beginning to come to pass, that ought to fire our hearts up to be able to reach out to more people. And listen, there are a lot of people that are living without Christ in terrible, horrible fear. They need to be reached with the hope of Christ. Absolutely. And, but... And that's why we do these podcasts. Yep. And listen, born-again Christians, <laughs> that means we do not exhibit to them the same inordinate fear that they have, the same hopelessness that they have. Uh, we ma- uh, uh, manifest to them a, a testimony of God's grace and mercy and love by living hope and by living strength and, and, and all of that, that that Christ provides to us. Um, God is good all the time. Amen. I, I, you know, we think uh, sometimes, and even as a Christian, I, I've, I've talked to people that they hesitate. They think that, you know, maybe God uh, isn't in as much control uh, as he should be. <laughs> and I think to myself, you know, if God was ever in control, He's always in control because God is a perfect creator. He's a perfect God. And and if he ever was in control, if there was, and and this is what I tell people think about, if he ever was in control of your life, he is still in control of your life. And you can't give up on that because God is the same today, tomorrow, and in the future. He's the same in the past as he is today. He does not change. Thank God. Praise him. He does not change. Uh, because if I was him, I'd change his mind on me pretty quick. <laughs> yeah. uh, but he can't do that, and, no. and I know that, and I, I depend on that, and I live by that. So just keep keep telling people who Christ is. Keep telling people who God really is. Hope and pray that the Holy Spirit pricks the hearts of our leaders and the people that we're dealing with right now, uh, that the end times might be uh, persuaded uh, to be given a little more because that means we have more time to tell people about Christ. But I'm living my life right now as every day could be the last. And I'm telling everybody I can as much as I can every single day, every moment that I can. So please, if you have a heart for God out there and you know who Christ is, let people know we got to get the news out. And 
you know, I, I have to, I have to admit, and it's not being selfish, it's simply uh, the fact that this world holds no attraction for me. Uh, no attraction. There are beautiful things in this world and, and all of that, but ultimately, ultimately, I have no hope here. No. So I say, you know, when Christ ends the book, if you will, he says, Behold, I come quickly, and my reward is with thee. And what is the response of his beloved disciple John? Even so, so come, Lord come. Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> and I, uh, uh, that, that's, yeah. I, I say that every day now as much as, as possible. Even I, so I want us to understand, too, and I, I said this at one time, and I don't know when it was, but you, you have to remember when Jesus ascended to heaven to be on the right hand of the throne of God, uh, the disciples and the apostles were looking up at that time expecting him to come right back. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they thought it was going to be an up-and-down trip, uh, and they were, he was going to go prepare a place, and he was going to come back and get them. Uh, because they know who God is, and they know that God can instantly mm-hmm. prepare that place. And, and in their hearts, they really believed that Christ was going to return right then. So Christ had to send an angel to tell them, yeah. move on. Yeah. <laughs> There's why, nothing to see here, folks. <laughs> why, are you, why are you standing here looking up <laughs> yeah. in the sky? So it's nothing for me to think that the Lord's going to return today. Oh. I, I, don't, I don't, because I know he can. Yeah. Um, but I also know that the... the there are signs and there are wonders and there are things that have we have to see to know that that, that time is coming sooner. We're there. Uh, there's no doubt in my heart and my mind that we're close. Yes. Um, but um, I'm sure Paul was thinking the same thing. So yes. uh, it, I guess we call it hope. Yeah. You know, my hope is is that the Lord will come. I, I did just get a text. I do want to say this, and uh, uh, it, it shows a target production date of my uh, – uh, 2021 uh, mid-engine Corvette of 12-21-20. Um, Amen. Was, I was pleasantly surprised <laughs> to get that. On the same day that we see the Christmas star. just yeah. uh, But anyway, and I hope I get to drive that. Yeah. Uh, you know, before the Lord returns. But if he doesn't, eh, what's a, a mid-engine Corvette compared to where I'm going to be going anyway? <laughs> You'll be moving faster than that anyway. I, so. yeah, I can't take it with me. <laughs> But anyway, I just I got that text while we were here doing this podcast, so I had to put it out of there. Um, Pastor, if you're you're at the end of that, I, I think we had a really really good session, and, and I'll tell you, uh, I, I enjoyed this when you did it in church on uh, what, three or four Sundays ago. Uh, and I, I have to admit, I want to say right now for people out there listening, um, I did possibly have COVID. Uh, the coronavirus possibly uh, got me. It's that or a really, really bad case of the flu because I did not go get tested. Um, I quarantined myself and, and I worked my way through uh, whatever it was I had. Um, but I will say this. Um, there was there was a, a, a night in there that it was, it was really, really scary to me uh, being a 62-year-old man come January. Uh, fortunately, I'm healthy, don't have any underlying issues. But there was a point in time where my body just felt like giving up. Yeah. Uh, and I had that conversation with God that if this is what's going to get me, Lord, please take me. I'm ready to go. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I woke up the next morning, and it seemed like uh, everything was pretty well gone. And, I, uh, and I'm not talking a miraculous healing. I'm just saying God prepared my heart. Uh, it was not my body that was failing. It was my heart. Yeah. 
um, that was failing. I, I gave up a little bit, uh, I think on God at that point in time. And, uh, uh, he answered my prayer. Uh, he brought me back, uh, to my senses and my heart where it belongs and I'm moving forward and uh, I'm not stopping from there. I will though, I will tell you this, I am going to have a, uh, a COVID, uh, test for antibodies and I will let everyone know how that goes. So that, uh, uh number one, you know, uh, I had it and survived it. And, Number two, that I know I had it and survived it. Uh, but uh, I do want to put that out there. I don't want people to think that I hide things. Uh, I've been off for about two and a half weeks, uh, quarantined myself, and I uh, went back to work on Thursday into a meeting and um, right off the bat uh, started getting attacked for what I believe. So yeah. uh, it, I'm back to work. I'm back into the politics of it. Uh, can't say that I, I like politics, but one thing I will do is I'm going to continue the fight. People elected me to. Uh, to tell the truth and to do what I do. Uh, otherwise, I don't think they would have put me there. But the thing I'm going to say in closing here and, and to set up maybe for the next podcast is, is people do understand. I'm an elected official. People put me in the position that I'm in, and they put the other two commissioners in the position they're in uh, to work for them and, and to to work hard to help and protect the people of this county. Uh, and what I'm seeing happen today in, in forcing these small businesses uh, to tell people they can't come into their restaurant and eat if they don't have a mask on is against our Constitution. Yes. And ethically and morally it's wrong. And I don't care if it's against the Constitution or you want to try to convince me it's not, and you, you can convince people of that, that's fine. Bottom line is you don't divide people like that. That's not what this country is about. Uh, and so you business owners out there that are listening, small business owners, let me, I'm going to say one thing to you because I know, um, you know, we have a commissioner that doesn't believe the same as the, the other two of us, but I want you to, I want you to just do this. If you're a small business owner out there, put yourself in the shoes of those restaurant owners and those people that are trying to supply their business through that. My business that I'm in hasn't been affected because I'm an essential business. And so is the other commissioner that I'm talking about. What I want to ask, I want to ask not only that commissioner, I want to ask everyone out there that has a complaint, put your put yourself in the shoes of those people that they're living and the food's being taken off the table of their families and tell me you wouldn't fight. Yeah. I would. And I don't want to I don't want to downtrod that at all. I don't want people to think I'm okay with people's lives being destroyed and ruined because I'm not. Uh, there's a way to battle this coronavirus without hurting those people. Um Mind if I say one thing? Politically? Yeah, go ahead. It, well, <laughs> actually, actually, I, I think it's, it's kind of a spiritual problem here. I keep hearing people tell my wife and I, um, and you know where we stand on, on everything. We're, you know, we're in line with, with what you, uh, where you stand. Anyone that believes the Bible is going to be. Yep. Don't tell me that I don't care about Grandma. Because I don't wear a mask. You know what? I do care about grandma. My kid's grandmother is over in a nursing home. My mother-in-law cannot see her grandchildren. She's 86 years old. She cannot see her grandchildren. She can't hug her grandchildren. Don't tell me we don't care about grandma. Because we do. But when I think of my mother-in-law at her age, passing away 
and never seeing her grandchildren or being able to hold them or that that hurts. It does hurt. And I'm losing a lot of good friends and, and a lot of people that I know uh, to this virus. Uh, but I also understand that, that uh, we're hurting more people and destroying more lives by doing some of the things that we're doing. We can battle this coronavirus. And, and, and one last thing, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stop because I want to make sure that uh, I do this podcast in January. But I'll bet you uh, everything that I own that they make a mask that will not only protect the person that's breathing out, but it'll protect what they're breathing in. They've had them for years. Uh, if they want to start talking mask and they want to really, really – to solve this problem, let's quit talking about these fake masks that we're using and these, these things that don't work and it's proven to not work. And let's start talking about supplying people with masks that actually do what they say they'll do. And if you want me to understand and think you care about something, I'll go with you 100% on something like that. But until we get there, don't be fooled, people. Please do not be fooled. And with that said, I want to say bye to Pastor. Thanks for coming. I always enjoy uh, when pastors in here and we get to have I a discussion, love, I love our time. Uh, this is like a this is like a breath of fresh air to me. But I want to thank him for coming in and being part of this podcast again. That's Pastor Brett Baird, Morning Star Church. If you don't have a church home and you want to come and hear the truth, please uh, feel free to come. We have plenty of room uh, at our church here in Trafalgar, Indiana, uh, and my studio is close to the church too. So uh, you can come in and visit the studio while you're out and about. Uh, But I want to say thank you to everybody, and uh, God bless you. Uh, As you know, I love you all, um, and I thank you for listening. And if you're listening to this, please share it. Uh, Get it out there to other people. We need to get the good news of Christ out to everybody that we can. With that said, be a good cheer. Look to the sky. The Lord's coming soon. Thank you, folks.